Welcome to Built from the Dream Up Founder Stories, a podcast about founders for founders. I'm your host, Sharon Konyak. On each episode, you'll hear stories from founders who've used perseverance, agility, and some good old-fashioned luck to build multi-figure companies from dream to reality, even if they stumbled along the way. We'll discuss building, growing, and scaling an idea into a viable business, how mindset affects an entrepreneur's journey, the importance of mentorship and its impact on both business and personal success, whether money really is the number one thing holding businesses back, and why the message is as important as the mission. I'll dig deep with founders and ask them to share what they've tried, what they've learned, and how they put it all into practice. Built from the Dream Up is your bootstrap university. What you'll learn may even be better than any business school education. Considered a resource to set you firmly on the path to making your entrepreneurial dreams come true. So join me every week because it always starts with a story. Thanks for listening. Now enjoy the show. I have with me David Meltzer. He is an executive of the entrepreneur and investor. He co-founded Sports One Marketing and he is recognized by Variety Magazine as their Sports Humanitarian of the Year, and he was awarded the Ellis Island Medal of Honor. David founded the company that he lost millions before that. So, David, can you go ahead and tell us why you started your entrepreneurial journey? Well, I wanted to be rich, and I know it might not sound uh, very sophisticated, but I had a single mom who raised uh, six kids, uh, five boys and a girl, and Worked two jobs, packed my dinner in a paper bag, and the only stressor was always a financial stress. That's the only type of unhappiness I had. I had this extraordinary mom and siblings. So in my mind, if I could be rich and make a ton of money, I could buy my mom a house. And unlike my siblings, who were going to use formal education and listen to my mom's mantra of doctor, lawyer, or failure, I felt journey would allow me to have an unlimited capacity, a limited amount of capability to make a lot of money to buy my own house and a car. So that's a pretty lofty goal. And so uh, where did it go wrong along the way? <laughs> a while. Uh, you know, where it started to go wrong was with great success. Uh, because I still tell people one of the most challenging things is that I had confirmation in my life that money buys love and happiness from nine months out of law school. I made my first million dollars. And after that, continue to make multi-million dollars. Our company I worked for out of law school, we sold for $3.4 billion in 1995. I ended up being CEO of Samsung's phone division in 99. I ran the most notable sports agency, Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment. So uh, as I was running Lee Steinberg, not only was I a multimillionaire, but I had access to things that billionaires couldn't even afford. So everything from the time I was 24 to about 36 confirmed that money about love and happiness, including me marrying girls from the fourth grade who hated until my late 20s and I always felt I never really spoke it out loud that part of the reason my wife you know decided not to hate me and to love me was because now I was rich and you know my dream girl in the fourth grade somehow changed her mind as I was more uh, successful financially so uh, that's where it all went wrong was I believe that money buys love and happiness. And like anything else in life, I had to take that inflection point, defining moment, and uh, I lost everything. And that helped me understand the trajectory I wanted to be on compared to the one I was on. 
So it uh, sounds like your biggest failure, obviously, was then deciding that uh, money couldn't buy you happiness and you wound up losing all of that money. So what did you learn from that, you know, important life lesson? You know, one thing I learned is my relationship with money and that relationship is money does not buy love or happiness, but it allows you to shop. But you need to have values and practices and faith to shop for the right things, to know the right things to shop for, to shop for the right things for the right reasons. And so I started to uh, create daily practices according to and take stock in because my wife threatened me, by the way, to in this brought great awareness, threatened to leave me and tell me she wasn't happy. Although and despite I had all this money, my wife actually uh, put me on the right path two years before I lost everything. But she saw the writing on the wall and I took stock in these values of gratitude for forgiveness, accountability, and uh, of course, uh, what I call inspiration, faith, a very simple faith-based philosophy that there's something bigger than me, loves me more than my mom loved me. So instead of being punished, I was always protected and promoted. I was always doing my best learning lessons and having fun. So I know that mindset is a big talking point for you. It's something that you really have like leaned into. How have you adjusted your mindset from this uh, idea of you know money buying you happiness and finding that it doesn't in fact to uh, creating the wealth that you've been able to create create for yourself and the value that you've been able to able to create in the marketplace. Yeah, I think one of the simple shifts in my mindset was one from not enough a zero sum game to more than enough a value add game and the relationship between giving and receiving uh, and understanding that I can't give what I don't receive. So everything in my life, because I was a extraordinary salesperson, that's how I made my money, whether as a actual salesperson coming out of law school or an executive, I was able to share a vision and uh, by overselling, back-end selling, sometimes lying, manipulating, achieving people and always living in a competitive comparison with conditions and judgments, trades and negotiations were part of everything, including giving. I, you know, took that old saying that everyone knows, you need to give to receive, and I took it literally. Uh, and so my expectation was always that the more I gave, the more I would receive. But instead of living in a zero-sum game of more than enough, everything was a trade or negotiation in my life, and I wasn't quite equipped to do so with a faith of abundance. And once I was able to shift the paradigm with faith that there's something bigger than me that loves me more than even my mom, I was also able to shift into a world of more than enough, more than enough of everything for everyone. Instead of a zero-sum game, I was living a value-add game, which, by the way, gave me the greatest power that I didn't have for the first 15 years of my career, which was the ability to ask for help, to live with radical humility, to admit that I didn't know what I didn't know and live with that ignorant humility instead of arrogant where I pretended like I knew what I was doing, even though inherently in my own nature, I knew I didn't know. So humility stemmed from that world of more than enough. So if you could tell yourself anything starting out, uh, what would it be? You know, it's so funny. I make it simple. It would be ask someone who sits in a situation that you won't be in for help. Uh, there's two ways to get what you need. And I live in both of these realms. The first, 
a lot of people live by, which is the fastest way to get what you want is to help other people get what they want. But the other part, believe it or not, as easy as it sounds, is the more difficult one that gets in people's way. And that's the fastest way to get what you want is also to find someone sitting in a situation that you want to be in and ask them for directions. And so many people can't get themselves to a position of asking for help to live in that value of ad world. You're actually, and the easiest way to describe it to people is, how do you feel when someone asks you for help? Terrific. You feel purposeful, fulfilled, happy, passionate, purposeful. And we deny people that value add by holding it to ourselves, trying to do it ourselves and not living in the flow, not living in abundance, not living in a world of more than enough. So mentorship is a really important tenant of your vision. And from what I've known of you uh, in the time that you and I have been acquainted, who do you usually look to for mentoring help? That's a great question. So my oldest and most powerful mentor is uh, my sleep mentor. And the reason is, is that a third of your life is spent sleeping. Uh, most people live in a tragic myth of Sisyphus where they go to bed at night with a purpose of recovery and they wake up more tired than when they went to bed. And it's so sad. So I took complete attention and intention in my sleep. And I took a sleep coach 16 years ago and I've been utilizing that coach so that I have an unwinding routine. I utilize my sleep not only to recover, but also to access information and transcend that information through meditation in order to facilitate what I call a plateau and grow strategy in my life. Not, uh, you know, roll a boulder to the top of the hill or live my life like a tube, food, food out every day. Uh, so I think, you know, specifically I've had many, many mentors and I still do, but my sleep coach is the most important. And then, uh, having a business coach, having a family coach, uh, anything that's important to me, any of the non-negotiables I have in my life, I find someone that's an expert at doing that and I ask them for help and uh, and try to be that mentor to other people with what I'm good at as well. So um, what makes you feel inspired? Because it sounds like inspiration, you know, and being able to, to tap into that, uh, your why is really what drives you. So what makes you feel most inspired? You know, I shift the paradigm of my perspective and not trying to be inspired, but know I'm in spirit. And so by looking and reflecting on what interferes with my inspiration is truly the course in which I have. So tell myself I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. What am I doing to interfere with it? Uh, so what inspires me is doing my best, learning lessons, and having fun each day. Or in other words, I have a mantra enjoy the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of my potential. So let's go ahead. And since we have a lot of founders and entrepreneurs that like to listen to the show, talk about a little bit of your entrepreneurial journey, because you did talk about working for others, but you also have um, your own company. And so I was wondering, you know, when you got into Sports One Marketing that you co-founded with Warren Moon, what was your intention of, of opening that that company. We uh, have our mantra, make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. So the mission was to bring the billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, and entertainers that we had in our spheres of influence, bring them to what was our place of joy or fun, which is Super Bowl, Pro Bowl, Masters, Kentucky Derby, Breeders' Cup, SBs, that means the Oscars, Grammys, all for a charitable purpose or cause. 
And so this terrific formula of how to teach people can inspire them to create abundance, to make a lot of money so they can spend it in the right way for the right reasons to help people and have a lot of fun doing it. It doesn't have to be difficult. I don't believe in work, right? I believe in activity I get paid for, not work. Work is, doesn't sound fun to me, but activity I get paid for does. And uh, I try to help people understand this mantra and live by it. Hey everyone, this is Sharon Konyak. If you're looking to amplify your messaging and learn how to align your mission, your market, and your message, be sure to check out www.storypoweredbrands.com. My Lead With Your Story workshops offer an innovative and creative approach to branding by harnessing the power of storytelling to create raving fans lining up to buy you. Need help with messaging or stuck on how to tap into your why? Reach out and set up a consultation. If you love what you're hearing, subscribe and help me spread the word by using hashtag built from the dream up so we can help others on their founder's journey and empower more people like you to lead with your story. I appreciate you joining me today and hope you enjoy the rest of the show. David, I know that you're very purpose driven. Sometimes businesses have that problem where they aren't sure can they be purpose-driven or profitable. And so I was wondering what you thought about the idea of a purpose-driven but profitable company. Thoughts about your purpose are your purpose and that passion and purpose are closely tied together. Uh, inspiration doesn't work solely by itself. It works with intellect and intuition. And that profitability is a key component. Uh, the month follow you. And I think too many people take themselves on a trajectory that when I was young of chasing the money and money is a renewable resource. There's never enough money and there's always too much money, but the money will follow you if you have your skills, your knowledge and your desire thoughts about your purpose in a trajectory of what you think you want. And that's why I created these five daily practices to review every day. You know, what is it I want today in that trajectory? Who can I help? Who can help me in that trajectory? How best can I be productive, accessible, and gracious in that trajectory? And most importantly, utilizing the antidote to procrastination and the feeling overwhelmed, prioritize by what's important to you, not what's urgent. Urgency is just a subset of what's important. It's a criteria of figuring out what's important. But those people that know what's important to them, not what's important to other people, not what's missing, not what you don't have. But in an entrepreneurial journey, you'll find that everybody has an opinion. In fact, if you have seven people around you, you'll get eight opinions about what to do as an entrepreneur. You need to know what you want, who you can help, and who can help you with what you want. How to be productive, accessible, gracious by paying attention and giving attention to what you want. Then you're capable of prioritizing your now. So if you know your what, your who, your how, and your now, you now can apply that why. You can live with purpose and the money will follow. You don't have to chase it. The money will follow you. It always does. And uh, that's how the rich get richer and those that live in scarcity always scarcity. What advice would you give to an entrepreneur who's not sure how to speak their why and not sure how to stand in what their why is creating for them in terms of business? I think most people are in search of what they already have, and it takes practice. Uh, you know, I think trying to attach our emotions to an outcome, whether it be our why or whether it be financial wealth or some sort of outcome of destination, 
what I try to do is utilize time as a dependent variable. How much time spending in that passion, purpose, or profitability? How much time am I spending in trajectory of what I want? Recognizing the minutes and moments, hopefully the minutes and moments, although most people spend days, weeks, months, and years interfering with what they think they want uh, instead shift that paradigm, that perspective. See, it might take you a while, but it's just a practice. It's just like playing golf. There's nobody that goes to a golf range every single day and doesn't get better. If you practice identifying fear and how to utilize fear by not resisting, going over, under, through, or around, but instead just simply stopping, reminding to the great source, remembering with the great source, recollecting with the great source, what it is you want, who you can help, who can help you, how to get it done and prioritize and reprioritize from that position, you'll get better and better at living in your why. And there's no perfection, uh, no matter who you see is successful in whatever realm you determine success to be, athletic, philanthropically, financially, they're practicing as well. They just spend less time outside of their trajectory than you do. And that's why they are accessing more of the abundance for the particular success or passion or purpose that they have in their lives. David, you are a master storyteller. Anyone who's listened to you knows that for people who are out there in the audience listening and thinking, well, how do I use storytelling to further my mission and my message? How would you suggest that they incorporate storytelling in their um, their business? And that's, I have a repository. I collect lessons. So every day I'm trying to be more interested than interesting, listening, asking questions, finding open minds, open hearts, and open hands, asking them open-ended questions in order to learn things. And every time that I get a nugget, every time I get a nugget that resonates with me, I tell people all the time, when you hear something that resonates with you, go ahead, save it. <laughs> go ahead and save it. You don't have to write down everything, and please don't write down anything. But find the things that resonate with you. Not only save it, but find a system to access it and then create stories around. Uh, and the stories are how people learn. It's how they listen. It's how they connect with us. And so every single day, I'm consistently gathering the best lessons of the day and then repositing them into a, a story categorized repository and then creating lessons around those stories. Some are true, some aren't true, some are a mention of the truth, some are other people's truths, some are other people's stories that I hear. But those stories are the you know, fuel, the foundation of allowing me to help people, but also to make it interesting for those that are interested. So David, what's the most important piece of advice that you could um, give an entrepreneur as they're looking down at their journey down this entrepreneurial process and deciding, you know, should I go into business? Should I stay in business? Should I get out of business? What's the best advice that you could possibly give them? Now, as far as an entrepreneur, to have the fortitude to stay in business, there's one common denominator of all successful people. And I'm blessed to be around Hall of Famers. In fact, one sitting behind me right now, you might be able to hear them. They all have one thing in common. Billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, celebrities, athletes, entertainers, they have a spirit of excellence. They have a desire that they must be what they can be. And if you don't have that desire, it's okay. If you don't have that desire, then 
you go ahead and work for someone else. Uh, do something that you enjoy. Not everybody has to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody has to carry a spirit that they must be what they can be. Uh, there's some people that want to enjoy a different journey and a different ride. I know some people that meditate all day long in India. Whatever it is, you know, enjoy your journey. Know what you want, who you can help, who can help you, and how best to execute on what you want. Now, Dave Meltzer wants, but if you do want an entrepreneur, if you do want to grow a business, you must have a desire to be what you must be. What piece of advice do you wish you had taken? It's so tragic that I thought I knew everything. And, you know, it didn't help that from a very young age, my nicknames were Midas or Money Money. And I never really had too many challenges financially uh, once I got out of school. And I wish that I would have learned radical humility and to be able to admit that I did know what I didn't know and ask for help from those people that did know about what I wanted to know instead of thinking that I had to know everything and I had to prove to other people that I knew everything. So uh, live in radical humility, live at peace. You've utilized your free will to clear the interference between you and your potential. Um, the final question I wanted to ask you tonight, David, because I know that uh, you have to jump, but um, if you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do? If I couldn't fail, I would complete my mission of empowering the world to be happy. Uh, I would teach the world to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. Uh, there would be no suicides. There would be war. Uh, happy people don't kill themselves and they don't hurt other people. And uh, this world would be an unbelievable collective consciousness. If I could make everyone on earth happy, that's what I would do. So if people um, want to follow you from here, what, where should they find you? Where, where do you want to connect with them? Well, thank you for asking two ways to connect with me. And I do, I give everything away for free. I have a slogan. If it's free, it's we email me. So email me directly. David at dmeltzer.com. That's my first name, David. I'm my first initial D. My last name's Meltzer, like Seltzer with an M. David at dmeltzer.com. My books, my guys, the five daily practices, my values. Uh, if you're in America, I'll sign a book, send it to you, pay for the book and shipping. If you're outside or you like ebooks or audiobooks, I'm happy to send you those as well. I have a workbook about how to create the life you love with Jack Canfield from Chicken Soup for the Soul. I have a variety of things. Just ask, ask me for help. Live by the cornerstone of what I've learned through my journeys, ups and downs, to ask. And live in radical humility. And if you forget all of that, just remember my name. You can Google me, and it's easy to find me, David Meltzer. I appreciate the time and opportunity. Remember, everybody, be more interested than interesting. Be kind to your future self and do good deeds. Thank you so much, David. We appreciate your time today. This has been a master class in mindset. Thanks for joining Built from the Dream Up Founder Story. I'm thrilled to have you here and honored to share these powerful interviews with you of founders who've built their businesses from the dream up. I'd be grateful if you took a few minutes to leave a comment and a five-star review. And be sure to check out the show notes for valuable insights, links, and offers from my guests. You can also visit www.storypoweredbrands.com to learn why you should always lead with your story. Join me here for the next episode and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you won't miss another great interview. Remember, everyone has a story to tell and someone who needs to hear it. What better way to align your mission, your market, and your message than with a story that's uniquely yours? Because stories matter. Stories matter.